St. John's Nation, thank you for tuning in to St. John's Missionaries Baptist Church Podcast. This podcast is titled, I Got a Race to Run. But before we get to this podcast, I would like to thank each and every one of you for tuning in to listen to Pastor Michael H. L. Robinson Sr. bring the word that God has given him. This podcast would not be successful if it wasn't for each and every one of you. So thank you once again and be blessed. God, my God, God is good. Oh, God, my God, God is good. Say that he brought me out of darkness. God is good. Yeah.
country to county and as we notice a uh, Facebook page this morning um, post this morning those who are joining us around the world amen we got a, a post saying up uh, 36 episodes in five countries amen and 138 percent streaming amen so God bless you um, congratulations St. John congratulations to the um, audiovisual staff and um, those who are really putting in the work to make this happen amen amen so we do glorify God with that amen and the Bible tells us, let us rejoice with those who do rejoice. And we're rejoicing today, amen, for all those who are working hard to fulfill the word of Christ, amen. God calls us not only to spread the word in our households, amen, in our, our city, our county, but throughout the whole world. He told the disciples to go everywhere and preach and teach the word, amen. So we thank God for technology. And the word of God declares that all things work together for good to those who love God, that are called according to his purpose. And um, with that, we see what even this virus, it has a good side of it. Many may not agree, but there's a good side that's making us have more sanitary hygiene. And those of us who preach and teach and sing the gospel and we're adamant about spreading the gospel, it's allowed us to use different venues to get outside of our building, get outside of our comfort zone, if you will, amen. Amen. So we thank God um, for God being God and we give him all the glory for what he has done. Amen. And those who listen throughout the world, we thank God for you. And we ask that you would also share the word with somebody else. Amen. Don't get in and keep it. Amen. Share it with your neighbor. Amen. And we pray that one of these days God would allow us to have the avenue that we can actually translate it into various languages. So there be even more spreading of the gospel. Amen. But St. John, keep up the good work, amen. Um, the battle is not over, amen. The victory has been won by Christ, but we have not done all we need to do, amen. Once again, uh, congratulations. And certainly welcome you this morning to St. John Missionary Baptist Church. Um, we're located at 715 Winding Road in the city of Royal Treatment, Kingsland, Georgia, amen. Our doors are always open. If you, even if you go there and the door's locked and call somebody and need to pray, we'll come out and we'll pray with you and let you in, amen. Amen. And we're going to go ahead and give a shout out, amen, and a pitch for our upcoming food bank, which is going to be located on the property of the church, amen, right next door. Um, right now in the building painted yellow, I believe the men have a plan to, to paint it white and put a, um, guess it, amen, I don't want to uh, force anything, but put a red top so it look kind of like the church, amen, but it's going to be right there. And under that same roof, the women's ministry, they're going to be Giving out clothing and other items, amen, to the women and those who are needy families, amen. So we thank God for our uh, our men, and we thank God for our women for all of the work that you do. And within the confines of those ministries, there's always room for more to help out, amen. If you'd like to make a contribution to those ministries or the church in general, you can actually um, do so with Giveify. You can give on our website, sjmbcskingston.org. You can give on our Facebook and even on our podcast, you can actually make a contribution, amen. And while we're making some general notes here, we do remind you, those who are helping us with our needy family, uh, we're going to ask for your contribution for this month by the 14th, and that will allow us to get everything in order by the very end of the month, amen. Um, so whatever you need to do, um, just, just do what you can. And once again, if you can only get $5, just drop $5 off to us and we'll put it in the kitty. And God is blessed where what we received on last month was sufficient to take care of all of the needs. So I make sure that we keep doing that. And uh, my word to you, based on the word of God, God will, will reward you for what you're doing. Amen. If you don't mind, let us bow our head just for a word of prayer. Father God, even now we come into your presence, God, just telling you thank you for this day. Thank you, God, for all of your graces and your mercies. God, we thank you, Lord, for your truth which endured to all generations. God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the rising of the sun. God, we thank you, Lord God, for the cold that you've allowed to come our way. And even the hot days, Father God, we know you're in control of it all and you know exactly, God, what we stand in need of. Today, God, we're asking you, Lord, that you would just move and have thine way. Trans, just transfer our hearts and minds to a place that we can hear you, and we ask you to just change the environment that we're in, 
that it would be a place of worship, that your spirit can come in. God, we pray that you look upon all of our hearts and our minds, and if we've sinned, please forgive us, God. If we've said a word that is not right in your sight, forgive us, God. If we've been, God, anywhere that our feet should not have been, God, please forgive us now in the name of Jesus. And allow us, God, this morning to be able to hear your voice. And lead us now, O Lord God, to that place that's higher than I, Father God. Even now, Lord, we say, have thine way. And Lord, we pray that you allow your word to go out and accomplish what it has set out to do, God. Save lives, change lives, deliver folk, O Lord God. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Once again, God bless you and God keep you. Amen. This morning, I'm going to draw your attention um, to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. And as we get to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, um, our thought this morning is going to be, I've got a race to run. I've got a race to run. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. And when you get there, we're going to scan down um, to verse 19 is where we began reading. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, beginning at verse 19. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, beginning at verse 19, these words we find. But though I be free from all men, Yet have I made myself servant unto all, that I might gain the more, and unto the Jews I became as a Jew, that I might gain the Jews, to them that are under the law as under the law, that I might gain them that are under the law, to them that are without law as without law, being not without law of God, but under the law of Christ, that I might gain them that are without law. To the weak became I as weak, that I may gain the weak. I'm, I am made all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. And this I do for the gospel's sake, that I might be partakers thereof with you. Know ye not that they which run in a race Run all, but one receive the prize. So I run, so run that you may obtain, and every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body and bring it unto subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. A word of prayer. Father God, we bless you now, and we tell you thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We ask now that you would just allow your Holy Spirit to move and have his way in this place. Touch this, your child, and allow me to preach and proclaim your word until you're satisfied your son is glorified and these people of God are edified and to those who don't know you would come and receive your word and receive Jesus Christ as Lord we ask you now God you just have thine way God hide us now and cover us now God in Jesus name amen amen God bless you and God keep amen once again I've got a race to run these words, we, we've seen them before, and whenever we find individuals taken to a field of battle or be it some type of um, game where they're strategizing against an opponent, um, they have a race, and they may not be literally running, but they're trying to obtain a prize. And you and I, as believers in God, and those of you who I pray would come to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we have a race to run also, but the race that we run, it's a little different, amen? We're not striving for a prize down here, amen? We're striving to get to our heavenly home. And with that, I even ask you to just kind of reorient, amen, your thinking if you've been trying to be overly successful here, that you can make this your permanent resident. Well, once again, this is just a temporary place that you're in, amen. Christ Jesus went back to heaven, amen. And he made up a permanent dwelling place 
that will be there someday, amen. In order to get there, amen, we've got to run a race, and we've got to run the race rightly, amen. We've got to run the race, and we've got to win, amen. Now, notice, if you will, with the average game um, that we see, we'll find that individuals, um, there's just one prize, I mean, there's really just one winner, and that's it. But here, as you and I, amen, as a believer, amen, we don't compete against one another, amen. As we try, amen, to obtain the prize and win this race, amen, we should be striving to bring as many people along as we can. We should be striving to make sure others, amen, win the race also, amen. It's a shared title, amen, meaning we're children of the Most High God. But notice as Paul starts his conversation in this particular part of the text, he makes, make, make, makes a, a, a bold declaration about what he does as a believer, what he does as one who loved the Lord. I mean, he spoke about becoming all things to all men. That's what we have to do. I mean, instead of us, amen, trying to outdo somebody, amen, or trying to look down because they have or they don't have, amen. If, if, if someone has, amen, we carry ourselves in that matter, amen. That's why we have to be well informed of how things are done in the world, amen. By the same token, if someone does not have, amen, don't go flaunting what you have, trying to make people be envious and jealous of what you got. Because when you do that, you're going to find that you're going to lose somebody. There is opportunity to win a soul, amen, to win a portion of the race. And yet you lost that portion because you lost a soul. But Paul said very quickly, amen, for though I be free from all men, that means he's not under the law of what goes on with men, amen. He's free from that law, amen. But he says, yet I made myself servant to all. Church, as believers of God, we become servants. It is not how many folk you can get to serve you. It's okay, amen, when you go to Ruby Tuesday, amen, you go to Outback Steakhouse, amen, you go to Longhorn, you go wherever you go, it's okay to have a servant, and that's their job, that's their occupation, that's how they get by, amen. But you and I, as believers, we are servants, amen, first and foremost of Christ. But we serve Christ by serving one another, amen. See, see, Christ told him, amen, if you're going to be the greatest in the kingdom, you've got to be the least, amen. And he said, the last shall be the first, amen. You've got to be serving to all, amen. Don't look down and say, you know what, that's the one who's got to serve me. Every now and then, I mean, you got to just step back, amen, and serve some folk, amen, who would serve you. I'm reminded, amen, of a commanding officer that I had, amen, when I was the chief of the boat on the USS West Virginia, amen, a, a born-again believer. He was a top man on the submarine, amen. He was the only one who had his own baby, slept by himself in a room all by him. Self, amen. And with them, and he had individuals who would come in and make his bed. They would sweep his floor, amen. They would wash everything down. They would even wash his clothes. That, that's, that's where it was. He really had to do nothing but wake up in the morning and make decisions, tell folks what to do. But he would get there, amen. Every now and then, he would clean his own stateroom. He would make his own bed, amen. He would hang up his own clothes. Why? Because he realized, amen, that he had to be a servant, amen. He could not go down and do their stuff, amen. But what they were supposed to, he would do it for them. You go, go ahead and take a break. And I got this one. That's the way our hearts and our minds have to be, amen. We've got to be servants, amen, to all men. Were they effectively at a, a lower rate, a lower grade than him? Yes, they were. But notice what he did. He stepped down off his throne just for a minute, amen, and served them. So Paul said, amen, I made myself. Notice, amen, Christ don't force us to do certain things. He don't force us into these things. But Paul says, I made myself. In other words, I, mean, I took my will and I said, self, I want you to do this here. I want you to bring yourself down for a minute. He said, I made myself servant unto our wife that I may gain more. Amen. When you find yourself being a servant, amen, servant of the most high God, first and foremost, that comes from a transformed heart. That comes from surrendering your heart to Christ. Amen. When you find yourself amen, having that transformed heart, amen, you find yourself able to bring yourself under subjection, amen, that you can gain folk, amen. Find your mind being translated and transformed, amen, that anytime you talk to someone, amen, I don't care if it's your boss, man, amen, I don't care if it's the guy on the street you give him a little bit of money to, I don't care if the one that Walmart, I don't care where it is. Find yourself asking God, God, how can I inject your word in this situation that I may gain them, amen? Not that, amen, you're trying to gain somebody for yourself. You're trying to say a word for the Lord, amen. 
So Paul said, I did all of these things that I might gain more. Now notice, amen, when Paul said he was trying to gain more, Paul wasn't, amen, talking how we do. We try to get everything we can, amen. Most of us, amen, in America, amen, we're just overstuffed with stuff. We got so much stuff, amen, we don't need the Christmas God. We don't need to buy nothing. We need to just open up our doors and come in and get what you want, amen. And you'll still have too much stuff when it's all said and done. But Paul, amen, he was just trying to gain eternal life and gain eternal life for other folks. That's what it's all about, church. One of these days, we're going to lay down these lives that we have, these bodies that we see. We're going to lay them down, amen. And if you're a born-again believer, if you've been washing the blood, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, amen, you're going to wake up on the other side of glory. And then you're going to sing and sing and shout, amen, and bless God all the day long. But Paul said, I did it that I might gain the more. He's not trying to gain material things. He's trying to gain souls. The Bible tells us, amen, if any man will have a friend, he must do what? Show himself friendly, amen. If you're going to save somebody, you got to show them, amen. Now, here, here's the thing. Now, you're not saving souls. You're just putting a word out, amen. You're watering a seed, amen. You're planting a seed, and you're waiting on God to come and give angry. You're waiting on God to change their heart, amen. But with that, amen, if you're going to do that, amen, you've got to lay down some stuff, amen. You've got to bring yourself down. Paul said, to the Jews, he became as a Jew, amen. Those who are under the law, he became as under the law. Those who were without the law, amen. Those who weren't saved, amen. Those who ain't no God, he was just like them. Now, now here, here it is. Now, I don't want y'all to get this thing mixed up and say, wow, I know a whole lot of folk, amen. They ain't got God in them. And I'm going to hang out with them, amen. I'm going to drink with them. I'm going to boo up. Now, that ain't what we're talking about. Amen. He just treated them right. He didn't, didn't look down on them because they didn't know who the Lord was. He tried to lift them up. Our objective in his life, you try to bring people to the place that we are. Now, now let, me, let me put a little footnote name in. If you're not saved, you need not be trying to get people to stay in an unsaved, unwretched, wretched lifestyle like you. See, that, that's what a lot of folks do now. And the Bible, amen, when you hear Christ talking to the Pharisees and Sadducees, he said to them, amen, that your father is the devil. And some folk, amen, who are unbelievers, they're refusing, amen, to adhere, amen, to the ways of Christ. They're refusing to, amen, give their life over to him. And they still subscribe to the ways of the devil. And they're trying their hardest to get folk to be like them. I don't know how many times I've seen folk in church, amen, they're hurt, amen, they're wounded, they feel bad. And here comes that unbeliever. Well, you ought to leave that old church. You know they ain't got nothing going on out there. You need to come on out here with us. You know you had it good out here. See, that's, that's the enemy talking. See, they're, they're doing their job. Satan is doing his job. But then with believers, instead of us allowing that to happen, well, I'm just going to pray. No, you need to stand firm and stand fast and believe God and rebuke that devil, amen, and give to them a word that they can come back in and that you might gain somebody. That's how you run the race. Paul said, even those who are weak, I became as weak, once again, that I might gain the weak. And I don't care where you are. I don't care if you got a PhD, if you got a, a, a master's, a doctorate. You don't have anything at all. Amen. You may not even have a GED. You may have finished sixth grade. I want to win you over to Christ. Amen. Because the Bible lets us know, amen, if we're in Christ, amen, we're no longer Jews. We're no longer Gentiles. We're no longer black. We're no longer white or rich or poor. Amen. We're a new creature in Christ. Amen. We're brand new, amen. And then you find, amen, the things you could not do that you were trying to do as what you were. You can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. That's why Paul was trying to gain folk, and that's why we should try to gain folk, church. But the only way to do it, amen, we got to run this race. You got to realize that you have a race to run, amen. Here's what he says, amen, in verse 24 of 1 Corinthians chapter 9. He says, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all. But one received the prize. We, we know how that worked. We, we've been on teams, amen, at least back in the day. And there was one winner, amen. There was one first, and you might have a second and a third, amen, but you only had one winner. But now you find they're trying to make everybody a winner. Even some folk who are preaching the gospel are trying to make you believe that if you don't accept Christ, you're still okay. If you live a good life, you're okay. If you dress up, you're okay. If you treat folk right, you're okay. No, that's not it, amen. Christ or Nicodemus, amen. Except a man be born again, he shall not see the kingdom of God. You got to run the race right. Now, all of those who are advocating and preaching those messages, amen, we're going to leave in the hand of God, amen, go one of these days, amen, judgment day is coming. Payday is coming, amen. And if you're not running your race right, amen, you got a problem on your hand. 
and is not with me, is with God. But he says, amen, that only one received the prize. Notice, if you will, amen, just recently, amen, I didn't spend any money on it. I want to go back and see it. I guess Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr., they had a good they had a fight. The, the first little fight that was on there, the basketball player, he fought a guy, and he got knocked slap out, amen. He didn't know what he was doing, amen. He didn't run the race right, amen. He should have prepared. He should have had to say it on the basketball court, amen. But they said, well, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. was all over. They said it was a draw. So no one really won the fight. But what I'm told, and I didn't see it now, y'all don't get mad at me, Roy Jones Jr. fans, but I hear Tyson came to fight. He was trying to do some damage, but he just didn't do it, okay? See, see he knew how to run the race. And you and I, we got to realize, amen, that everyone's going to win this race if you're in Christ. The only way you lose this race if you don't give your life to Christ. Tyson prepared. I saw him run on the beach, amen. He lost a few pounds. Like, ooh, he's going to hurt somebody. And then I saw him looking at the preemptive fights where he had fought over the last several years and knocked folk out. I'm like, man, that boy in trouble. But for whatever reason, they made it a draw so everyone could win. I don't know the underlying situation. But you and I, amen, we've got to run this race as if our lives depended on it. Now, what do you mean? Even though Paul lets us know, amen, that there is more than us who are going to be able to get in there. There's not just one winner, but we all win. But the only way you win is having Christ in your life. Go me very quickly, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. I'll read this for you. Here is what Hebrews says. Wherefore, seeing we also are come about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which shall so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Here's the first point, amen. In order, amen, to run the race that you have to, have to run, you've got to lay aside some things in your life. What's the first thing you can lay aside? You need to lay down your pride, lay down your attitude, lay down your high-mindedness. You got to lay those things down. He says you lay aside every weight and every sin that so easily beset you. Easy, amen. Sometimes easy sneak up on you. Sometimes things are so easy you can do it without even thinking. I watch some of y'all ride down the road breaking the law, amen. You got your cell phone in your hand. You're putting lipstick on, amen, smoking cigarettes. I don't know how you got the wheel going. Y'all ain't got no Tesla. Amen. But, but we, we, we see it. You got to lay aside some weight and sin that so easily besets you. You cannot run a race and then weight it down. If you're going to train, you may put on some ankle weight. You may put on like a heavy jacket and run. Amen. But when it's time to get out that race, you put all of that stuff aside and you run. Amen. But if you don't lay those things aside, you're going to lose the race. So he says, wherefore, amen, sin where it comes about with so great a cloud of witnesses. What he was saying here, amen, the writer of Hebrews, amen, after the writing, he said there's so many folk around us who's already run the race. And, and they're just laying there, they're waiting, amen, on Christ to call them up, amen. On that day when Christ returned, according to 1 Thessalonians, amen, the dead of Christ going to get up first. Those, uh, amen, amen, as Paul said, those who are asleep in the Lord, they're going to get up first, amen. So we have all of these folks. We look back at their life. Now, guess what? They were just like us. Abraham was just like us. Moses was just like us. David was just like us. What do you mean? They all had sin in their life, and they all looked to God for salvation. They died and hoped up, but they laid aside their life before God, amen, and followed him. Moses murdered somebody, laid it all aside. David, amen, homework, laid it aside, amen. Abraham, amen, he was the father of faith, but guess what? There's a time where he trusts his wife and not God. But guess what? God still allowed him to be the father of faith, amen. So, church, you got to lay aside some things. Take, take a look at me, take a minute, amen. Write down the thing in your life that you need to lay aside the things that you know are hindering you from following God rightly. Now remember, I said, I mean, you're serving Christ by serving your brothers and your sisters. Those of you who have something, you know, I do for that one, but I won't do for that one. I help this one, I won't help that one. Ooh, they smell. That's a hindrance. Because notice, Christ while walking this earth, Brother Chuck, amen, he didn't hang out with all those rich, arrogant folk, amen. He hang out, amen, with those folk who needed salvation. He hang out with the homong, the prostitute. Y'all know Mary Magdalene, seven devil, he cast out, amen. He did a whole lot for her, amen. So we've got to lay aside those attitudes, those predispositions we have. They lay it aside that you may run the race that is laid before you. Second point, amen, you have a race to run also. Now, we're all striving for the same pride, amen. The Bible tells us we got to keep our eye 
on the prize, amen. We got to press toward the calling of, uh, of God, amen. We got to press toward that thing, amen. But you got to raise one. Your race may be a little different than mine. Though we're striving for the same identical prize, and that's a life with Christ Jesus, we want to see him one day, amen. Open that book up and say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, amen. So your race may be different. What do you mean, brother preacher, amen? You got some things in your life that's different than mine. I got some things that bother me, amen, some hangouts, some heartaches, amen, that bother me, amen, and you got some different ones, amen, so you lay yours aside. See, I may have been going and watch somebody say stuff I do, it don't bother me. God delivered me from cursing. And so when I hear folk curse, I don't, don't change the tone, don't, don't try to speak holy around me now, because you know that's not how you speak. And then the minute you got the door, you shut the door, I hear you cursing and fuzzing and arguing. Some of y'all don't hang your phone up, I hear you cursing and fuzzing and arguing, amen. These cell phones will tell the truth on you. Amen. But with it, amen, that's not what bonds me. Now, it's different if you're coming at me and you're using that language toward me. That's different. But if that's who you are, God's allowed me to be able to deal with you. Some folk can't deal with it. Now, at the same time, there's a thing I can't deal with. I, I hate disrespectful folk. It bothers me. To no end, amen. So I've got to try to lay that aside. When it happens, I'm praying God to help me get through it. Let me hold my tongue, God. Let me hold my peace. Let me stand still and see yourself. I need you to do something, God. So we all got a race that we must run, and it's a little bit different. So they told us the first thing you got to do, you got to lay some things aside. Now, when he say lay them aside, he don't mean put them down and then come back and pick them up. It's like when you check into the airlines. You go down there and you're gonna fly overseas somewhere and you got three, four bags and you don't care, one bag on board. So you 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 struggle to get all them bags up there. And when y'all didn't get it. You, you had your man walk, he's got all these bags, he got one on his shoulder, one on his back, and he's walking you something down. So you gotta lay that aside before you go on the airplane. Yeah. And then you gotta lay, now you get that one. You know, I just got my little, got my little, got my iPad, I'm good to go. But you lay all this stuff aside, what's gonna happen? Amen. After a while, somebody's going to come out. The bad boy's going to come out. He's going to tag it, and he's going to put it on the airline for you. Now, now the difference with God, amen, when we lay aside those things, amen, we have opportunity to go back and pick them up. But if we leave them right there, God will take and move them out of our life. And unlike when you get to Hawaii, amen, you don't go and pick it back up. God has moved that stuff. In other words, he delivered you from some things. So you lay it aside, you say, okay, God, I laid it down. Now I need you to pick it up and move it up my life. That's what you lay it down. Now notice, you lay it down. Now what's going to happen, God's going to give you that desire, that unction, amen, that ability, that strength, and lay it down. And you got to say, oh, God, I feel you and lay it down. The minute you feel this, church, get this now, the minute you feel God saying, lay it down, lay it down. Just put it down. And don't look back to see if God has moved it. Just lay it down. And after a while, you find time go by, some years go by, and you say, wow, I remember back in 1983 when God delivered me from that. I laid it down, and I did not pick it back up. That's what happens, amen, but you got to lay it down, amen. Here's what Solomon says here. Solomon expresses his observation of this race, amen, over in Ecclesiastes 9 11. He says, I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, mm, nor the battle to the strong. Oh, my goodness. But they that endure to the end, amen, that's who gets the battle. Say it again, preacher. Amen. He says, amen, the race is not given to the swift, mm, nor the battle to the strong, amen. See, notice what happens, church. You and I, amen, when we give our life over to the Lord, amen, we become weak, amen. We realize, amen, we're just flesh and blood. We realize, amen, we can do nothing without Christ, amen. But once we give our life over to him, we realize I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, amen. And that's how we win the battle. It is not by our flesh and blood. But Solomon was a wise man. He said, it's not your strength. It's not your, your intellect. None of that, amen. But those who wait on the Lord, those who endure until the end, amen. That's what he says. Now notice, amen, Solomon goes, the, the, the songwriter says like this here. <clears throat> he said, he gives us reason to run this particular race. He says, I am but a stranger here. Heaven is my home. Earth is a desert dreary. Heaven is my home. Notice, amen, he's striving. That's not in the Bible. That's, that's a song, amen. He said he's striving to get home, amen. He says, danger and sorrow stand round me and every hand. Heaven is my father's land. Heaven is my home, amen. 
There at my Savior's side, heaven is my home. I shall be glorified. Heaven is my home. There are the good and the blessed, those I love most and best, and there I too shall rest. Heaven is my home. We're striving and we're running the race and then trying to get home. Y'all take your mind back to the days when children went outside and the street lights with your long clock to tell you how to get home, amen, and those of you missed, amen, when your mama got there and she called your name, when she said, Chuck, amen, when she said, whoever you are, and all of a sudden you heard it, amen, you took off running. You dropped what you were doing, amen, you left the game, and you went running home. That's the way it is, amen, without the belief, one of these days, amen, God is going to call us home, and the race will be over. I don't care where you were in that kickball game, that softball game, that football game. You drop everything. Mama is calling me. But in this case here, your mama's not going to call you home. She may precede you or you may precede her. Amen. But God is going to call you home. And whatever you're doing, wherever you are, you're going to drop it. You're going to lay it down. And if, amen, you belong to him, you're going to make your way up to glory. Amen. That's the race that we're running. We're trying our darndest to get home. Once again, we're just pilgrims, amen. We're strangers in this land, amen. We're pilgrims and strangers. This is not our permanent home. Any homeowners out there? Y'all done bought, y'all done rented houses, y'all done rented apartments. You've done this stuff here, but knowing, amen, this is not our home here. We're just going to fix this up a little bit, amen. Just while we're here, we're going to make it look good, amen. What we can get by, amen. But we're saving our coin, we're saving our dollars, amen. And one day, we're going to buy a house, amen. And now you bought your house, and guess what? Now that's your home. That's where you stayed at, amen. But that wasn't your permanent resident. That's what it is, amen. This is not our permanent resident, amen. Oh, being our home is not here. We should. We should embrace the word and encourage, uh, as the writer in First Corinthians said, when he lets us know that we must run this race of our life for the Lord in order to receive an incorruptible crown. Incorruptible. Back in the day, when we played the various sports and did things and received trophies and things like that, most of us can attest, and some of us still hold on to some of them things. But along with some of them trophies, they broke. They decayed and everything had moth and rust came and just messed them all up, amen. But this crown that we're striving for, the crown of life, it is not a corruptible crown. It is not one that in time is going to fade away. When we receive the crown of life, we have it forever, for eternity. It's ours. But guess what? We only get one opportunity to do this thing. And that's why we are living. Once we die, Chuck, we don't have opportunity to go back and do it over again. James tells us we're appointed one time to die, and after death cometh the judgment, amen. But we're striving right now for an incorruptible crown. We're striving for a crown that will not tarnish, will not fade away. We strive for the prize that cannot be taken away. I watched some, some tournaments and someone will win, and later on a board will get together and say, we're going to strip you the crown. We're going to take this many wins away from you. But once you get this crown here that's given by Christ Jesus, amen, no man can take it away. Because guess what? Man didn't give it to you. See, man, amen, he's not the one that even gives us salvation, amen. Those of us who preach the gospel, we show you the roadmap, show you how to get there, amen. But we can't make you get there. We can't give you eternal. I can show you where it is. And then you can get it. Put it down on the table. It's up to you to eat. If you don't want to eat, it's up to you. But here you know the way. So, he says, um... Run that you may obtain the prize. And notice, he not only motivates you and I to run and strive for the prize, he says that he also is running for the prize. And he's doing it with certainty. Meaning he knows what he's doing. And we've got to do the same thing now. He's not just a coach, amen. See, the coach, he, he just he just chilling out. He's done. He done played his game. He ain't got nothing else to do. But here Paul lets us know, amen, that even though I'm here and I'm telling you about the prize and I'm trying to motivate you to do it, I'm still trying to get there, amen. So as long as you got breath in your body, you got blood flowing through your body, you've got to run this race, amen. You can't stop there. Well, guess what? I've already put my time in. I'm done. You put your time in every single day. I told you I was blessed to uh, observe a homecoming yesterday, and I listened to him talk about this lady's life, how well she had lived it, amen, and finally one day to pass it, you know, I finally sat her down, bet you like in her age, maybe hit 90, and said, hey, um, 
Maybe you don't need to work in this ministry anymore. That, that's beyond you. But you're doing every single thing you could. All the way up until it's time for you to leave it. That's the way we have to live our life. It's sad to me. I don't care how old you are, how young you are, how long you've been in church. It's sad and it hurt me when somebody said, well, I've done enough. It's time to sit down and watch these young folk do this. And no, it is your responsibility now to keep running, to keep striving, keep motivating them just like Paul did. Paul encouraged Timothy to take another run. He encouraged all Timothy parishioners to take up the race and run like the life depended on him. He ran for a prize and he would do it with certainty. Why? He was certain of what the prize was. He was certain about his relationship with God. What about you? Are you certain about your relationship with God? Do you know if you die today that you're going to see Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and not as judge and jury, not as executioner? Are you certain about that thing? If you're not, you need to get right with Christ today, church. You really need to get right with him today. The songwriter says, I've got a race to run. All God's children have a race run. Another one says, run and don't look back. Run on children, don't look back. That's motivation. We can't stop. I'm reminded, amen, of Lot's wife. She came out, she was running the race, and all of a sudden she got outside the gate. And what did she do, y'all? She stopped and looked back with a heart and a desire to be where she was. If God has delivered you, if God has saved you, if God has sealed you with his Holy Spirit, don't look back, just keep on running. Because every time you look back, you're going to slow down. Every time you look back, you lose another step, amen. And trust me, amen, the devil and his hellhound, they're on your trail. They're trying to get you to stumble and fall. They're trying to overtake you, amen. But they cannot do it if you keep your eyes on the prize, if you press Toward the mark of the high calling of God, which is in Christ Jesus. And if you've got a race run, remember that you got it. If you're in the race, remember that you're in the race. Don't ever forget. Don't start thinking about something else. Don't think about the sideline. Don't think about the Gatorade, the water. Don't even think that you're tired. Just keep on running. Because if you're like, oh, God, my throat, I'm thirsty. All of them to really get chafed. It gets dry. It goes, give me some water while I'm running. No, you've got to keep running. And unlike, amen, these relay races, you don't have a baton to pass out to somebody else. You've got to run the thing for yourself. So church, run as if you like, depending on the cause. It really and truly does. Notice again, as we go down to verse 25, um, he says, And every man that striveth for the mastery is tempering all things. Now they that do to obtain a corruptible crown, but we incorruptible. I therefore so run, not as uncertainty, so I fight not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body and bring it unto subjection. This is my final point. You must bring your own self under subjection. Subjection. You must bring your own self under control. You cried out. Say, God, I need you to get me under control. God has already put it in you to be under control, but now you've got to allow your will to bring your own self under control. Amen. You cannot make somebody. God's not going to make you because you have your own will. Go back to Brother Saul in the Old Testament. When the children of Israel, their will and their desire was to have a king, God's will and God's desire was to keep leading them and guiding them and taking care of them as it always done. But because they wanted it, guess what God did? I'll let you have it. God, they're going to supersede our will. He will not do it, amen. So you've got to make sure that you bring yourself under subjection. He says, lest by any means, lest by any means, when I preach to others, I myself should be a castaway. God said, I'm not a respected person. What I did for this one, I'll do for that one. The way I saved this one, I'll save that one. Oh, by the way, the way I let that one slip away, I'll let you slip away. Paul said he did not want to preach to others the gospel of Jesus Christ and find himself at the end not making it in. What things do you need to lay aside that you can make it in? Check your heart first and then check your life. Church, it is late in the evening. And I'm here to tell you, the sun is going down, and it's going down quickly. And I'm not talking about just once you rising in the east and going down in the west. 
but it's going down quickly. And Jesus Christ is soon to return. So if you are not running this race like Christ is at the end, you got to check yourself, church. This morning, it's all about getting back into the race if you're not there. How? Lay aside every weight and sin that so easily beset you. That which holds us down, lay it down. That which slows us down, lay it down. That which hinders us, lay it down. That which bothers us, lay it down. Sometimes, it's your people. It's your homies. It's your posse. It's your crew. It's your squad. It's all of those folk. They're holding us back. Why? Because when you come to church, you're churching. You know the word. You're preaching better than the preacher preach. And then all of a sudden, oh, come Monday, y'all getting ready. Tuesday, y'all in second gear. Wednesday, y'all in third gear. Thursday, y'all hit fourth gear. Friday, y'all wide open, amen. Y'all are not this thing out of the park, amen. Why? Because of your, your crew. You're allowing yourself to stop running the race. Y'all preach out pick up Sunday morning. Yeah, God gave us a break when he gives us COVID-19. No, God tried to open our eyes. It's COVID-19. That's what he did. God showed us, amen, that there's no reason for anyone not to. Many folks say, oh, I can't look at you on Facebook. Why not? When you go play, I see you in your phone. Hey, everyone here. Amen. Y'all show me, but you don't see God on there. But church, we have a race to run. And uh, first point, you got to know that you're in the race. If you're not in the race, get in the race. Those things that's holding you back and holding you down, lay them down. And leave them there just as if you're getting ready to travel somewhere. Because you're about to take a journey. That journey is going to take you to heaven. And when you go, you won't come back. But you'll always be with God. Know what Christ said. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. That where I am, you may be there also. And he said, if I go, I will come again and receive you to myself. Amen. He said, I'm going to prepare a place and then I'm going to come back for you. Unlike, amen, those folk getting who walk out of the restaurant and say, hey, I'm going to go to the car, be right back, and they left, and they left with a tab, they cried. That ain't him, amen. He's coming back because he's already paid the price for us, amen. The tab is clear, amen. He died for us, amen, that all of our sins were paid for, amen. And now all we got to do is just run the race. We ain't got to just run the race. Tell somebody about the Lord, amen. Live your life well, pleasing to God, amen. And if you do one of these days, not because of me, but because the word says so. I believe the word. Christ will give you your reward. What is your reward? That crown of life. It's laid up for all of us that believe in Christ Jesus. What do you mean believe in him? Those of us who believe that one, he's the only begotten son of God. Two, that God sent him from heaven to earth. Three, that he died for us. Four, that God raised him up from the dead and he went back to heaven. Oh, by the way, one of these days he's coming. That's all you got to do to believe it. You confess it with your mouth, you believe it in your heart, and you receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. That's what it takes. And once you receive him, you run your race. That's it, you run your race. We do everything. We're becoming vegans, we not, amen. Becoming vegans, amen. You, you don't drink the dark sodas, amen. You, you run 10 miles, amen. You lift weights, amen. You've done all this, you go to the doctor, you check out on a regular basis. But then, also, our spirit, we're just allowing it to just decay and die because they haven't received Christ Jesus. And we're not nourishing ourselves with his word, with fellowship with him. Church, I'm here to tell you this morning, I've got a race to run, and you too have a race to run. Amen. Father God, we bless you now. We praise you, and we thank you, God. We ask God that you would just touch somebody this morning and save them, God. Those, God, who may have been sidelined because of anything, God, they gave up, amen, because of a husband, a wife, or a job, or a church, God. They gave up on you, God. I'm asking that you would touch them, God, and put them back in the race, oh, Lord God, that they can receive eternal life, Father God. Lord God, even out those, God, who had not to this point accepted you as Lord and Savior, I pray now you will save them and put them in the race, God, and allow them to run and not look back, God. 
Even now, God, we pray that you will bless, God, every believer throughout this world and this country, God, that we will just go forth and tell people of your goodness, God. And, God, that we will look to you, God, for strength, for salvation, and help, God. We tell you, thank you now, God, and we ask it in Jesus' name, and for his name's sake, we do pray. Amen. This morning, if you're viewing, if you're listening, and you're ready to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, we extend an opportunity to you this morning to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. He said, whosoever will, let him come. So if that's you, you say, preacher, I'm ready to receive Christ. I want to be saved. And as they said, I'm going to ask, what must I do today? You're asking that question. Just hold your hand up where you are. Text us, type us, call us on Facebook, and we'll lead you to salvation. Amen? Amen. Amen. That's you. Just follow us in prayer. Amen. Father God, even now, some has come this morning and they desire Jesus Christ to come into their life and save them. I ask God that even now as they confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he's your son, that he died for our sins, that you raised him up on the third day, God, they're confessing with their mouth, God, they're believing it in their heart, God. I'm praying now that you would save them and seal them and keep them, God. And God, as you do, I pray that you allow them to fix their eyes on you, not look behind them, not look to the left nor to the right, God, but keep their eyes on you, God, until that day when your son comes back and receives them to himself, God. We tell you thank you, and we ask it in Jesus' name, and for his name's sake we do pray, amen. God bless this morning, God keep you. If you receive Christ, please reach out to us, or reach out to one of your family members, your friends, and let them know that you receive Christ, and let us know that you receive Christ, amen. If you desire to become a part of this ministry, uh, once again, you can reach out to us on Facebook. You can call up a member of the church, and we'll reach out and tell you what you need to do to help us spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Until next week, God bless you, and God keep you.